As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Attraction HQ podcast, where we look at love, sex, dating, relationships, how you can have more of them, how they can be better quality, how you can feel inspired and become a better person within yourself by ignoring conventional dating advice, taking outside strategies and perspectives, and striving to become the most real, authentic, honest, and sexiest version of yourself. Okay, and welcome back to another Attraction HQ podcast. Yay! It's that time of the week again. I bet you're looking forward to it now and you're getting into it. Um, uh, Today I am joined by another awesome uh, person, this time a lovely lady uh, presenter. Her name is Anique Rao. She is the founder of Pony Express, which I would say is like the public speaking um, masterclass group which teaches public speaking and presentation skills. We all know how hard they are, but in a way that's actually fun. So it's like, it's like the normal public speaking experience, but on steroids. It's just a lot more fun, a lot more enjoyable, a lot more engaging. Uh, and he knows absolutely tons about interpersonal and communication skills. She has taught hundreds, if not thousands of people to stand up on a stage and talk, which is something that is a fear that I think so many of us face on a daily basis. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get her down and we're going to talk about some public speaking and presentation skills but, and how that relates to the fears and also some of the baseline skills of communication that you'll need if you want to go and chat up a lovely woman because uh, uh and just so you know uh Annika's has also brought her lo- her dog Roxy so if you hear scuffling in the background we're not fighting one another uh there's a really cute dog here as well which you can see on the podcast image so anyway thank you very much for joining me Anik. Good, love it. Always love to be here with you, Hayley. Uh, you talk really fast, so man, <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to take a breath in and yes, happy to be here. Right, amazing. So when we're talking about, we can tell a little bit more about your experience and what kind of stuff you do. Maybe just so the uh, the guys guys or ladies, if you're out there listening to Attraction HQ, understand what is the, the kind of the purpose or the root motivation of Pony Express? So... Four years ago, I just had one of these moments in my life where I was like, okay, I'm either going to feel like a loser for the rest of my life or I bloody goddamn do something about this 
fear I have. And I was always loud, uh, but just masking my insecurities. And then I had a presentation coming up and I couldn't sleep for six weeks. Like leading up to it, it was like, my God, I'm wasting my life. Right. And that was really scary. And then I started training, doing loads of different courses. And I basically thought, I'm doing this one-week training course with Clinton Swain, who's still my mentor today. And started on Monday. And by Friday, it will be an awesome speaker. And Friday came, and I was still as terrified as I was on Monday. So it's, you know, one of these things that takes time. Yeah. And I also think what's interesting there is that you said that your experience of, like, six weeks of fear. And I know that people do experience a really strong sense of fear around some aspects of social skills. And this might you might experience this fear when you're doing a presentation at work, or that social anxiety might be more profound or manifesting in different areas. You might feel uncomfortable talking to a group of people at a party. Uh, it might be that you feel crippling anxiety at just the thought of approaching a woman, you know, putting one... And it's the same... I think in, a, in a lots of ways it's very similar because it's about that you know that there's this like this experience that you go through and that actually it's positive and that you know you're you're not loser yeah kind of like not fulfilling yourself on one side of the experience and if you manage to put one foot in front of the other and stand on that stage or one foot in front of the other and stand in front of that woman that you're attracted to and actually communicate something relevant about who you are or what you want to talk about this is a massive leap forwards in terms of what you you can achieve in your life. And I know that so many men find it deeply frustrating that they're unable to take that action that they know will lead them towards kind of a more glorious future. Um, And I think also that anxiety that you talk about, and it's good as well, I think, for some of the guys to know that it's not just a male thing, it's like a completely human thing to experience that anxiety. But when we feel like we're going to be judged, that we're under pressure, that people are looking to us, listening to us, it's that external analysis of who we are like I mean I'm like I'm meant to be the love guru whatever and honestly I tried chatting somebody up on the train yesterday it went well in the end but I had had to psych myself up for it for like 10 minutes I was there like so point one don't think you are not alone uh people feel like this way all the time I mean so I think first of all it'll be quite a cool thing for us to talk about is to think about, you know, that how to get yourself in the right frame of mind. Because personally, I think like you can literally, you can conquer the world, you can do anything you want from the right mental headspace. And if you get that sorted, that's kind of, to me, more important than the the technical details. Sometimes the technical skills help to reinforce the mindset and vice versa. But I like to do two things in parallel. So we'll talk a few about the skills in terms of presentation, whether that's a room of people or just one lovely woman but also talk a bit with I just want to ask you as well first of all Anika about um the kind of the headspace to get into or some techniques because I I always think that public speaking and speaking to a woman it's not like like you can't speak like I never meet anybody that can't hold a conversation or can't talk they can talk fine it's not like it's like they're not a bad conversationist it's that they're so stressed they can't possibly allow themselves to talk naturally to whoever they're in front of yeah well, yeah, it is this judgment. That's such a good point. And it's true. It's There is no difference if you're standing in front of, you know, 50 people or in front of one woman or, or man. I think it takes time. Like we get a lot of people who, who join us, for example, to learn public speaking because they're afraid of it. But it has a lot of knock on effects because if you break through one thing in your life, let that be standing on stage, it's much easier for you to chat up someone on YouTube. And 
In terms of mindset, I found, and I talk about this all the time, you need a grounding technique. Mm -hmm. So, for example, first of all, grounding technique means you are within, you're good about who you are, so you're secure with all your insecurities, but it's also helping you to be in the moment because most often when we're standing in front of an audience or in front of a woman, we're thinking, oh my God, what's she going to think? She's going to think I'm a loser. I'm going to bore her. But in terms of having grounded presence, you've got to be fully in the moment with her and being able to get rid of that chatter and these crazy voices in your mind. Because you know what we do? We create these monsters in our imagination mm -hmm. and then we believe them. So when I, you can talk about your grounding technique because I know the one you're using. My personal one is there are hundreds. And yeah, actually, there are loads. Yeah. I'm just writing like a little booklet on them, which I'm happy, you know, to, to give you guys as well. My favorite one is just to imagine your entire life as a massive big canvas. And every time you speak to someone, every time you chat someone up or every time you screw something up, you know, it's just a flick of paint. Mm. on your massive masterpiece nice you know and it, it helps you to get perspective and mm -hmm. I must say I used that technique for probably three years and now when I speak or I get worried I, I realize I don't even use it anymore I just mm. it's just kind of integrated you know so and that's good for people to know as well that there's a process of integration yeah. that takes time months years You know, and then eventually, if you do things enough times, like, you know, whether it's, you know, going to the gym or making some breakfast in the morning, it, the fear dissipates around it. And, like, I still have a bit, but I kind of, you, you manage it, and actually it becomes a healthy sort of excitement rather than a crippling anxiety. Yeah. Um, I do lots of work when I'm taking, you know, lots of my work I've done, especially historically with clients, has been literally taking somebody who's very socially anxious. We're walking around London or New York, wherever it happened to be, and it's like okay, how do I get this person into the right headspace where they feel comfortable to go and conquer one of their biggest fears, which could be to approach, you know, approach a woman. Um, and what I find is there's a few things that sound a bit bananas, but actually work really, really well. Um, my grand techniques, first of all, like, you know, a movement is surprisingly powerful. If you're st stuck, like frozen on the spot in between flight, fright, and you're just thinking about it and trying to decide whether to do something or not, you'll overstuff you'll overthink and you're not going to be very comfortable doing things if you so what I'll do is I'll like the process of me just walking around with the clients and talking to them mm. helps them to chill out because they're distracted they're in their physical body they're moving the scenery around them is changing now you don't actually need me <laughs> to be able to do this you could be listening to um, a cool podcast or you could be listening to some music on your phone You could be thinking, all right, I've gone out or maybe you want to meet someone. I'm feeling a bit anxious. You know, I'm not just going to sit here. I'm going to move around. If walking around the streets or wherever you happen to be, that's not serving you, change your physical environment. Sit down, have a coffee, stop thinking about it. And it's that process of actually distracting yourself and also exploring your physical space, whether that means jumping up and down on the spot, it will jolt you out of your mood in a positive way. Um, we also want to do things that will make you calm your optimum state of mind to be in and lots of like pick up stuff will say oh let's go on a sarge like meeting a woman is like a military operation and that to me is the wrong frame of mind the wrong energy because it's very combative and it's, it's stress laden instead of you putting lots of targets and parameters on yourself I'd much rather you focused on chilling out whether that's you know breathing slowly and deeply listen to music that makes you feel relaxed taking a phone call with a friend who you get on with really well so you're going to already be talking 
paying a compliment to someone who's you're buying a coffee from, so you get a bit of social engagement. There is there are like a lot of things that you can do which are actually extremely simple but that help you to move into a space of and a frame of mind where you are feeling more sociable and you are feeling more relaxed because if you can do that and if you feel good about yourself and I really liked as well your metaphor of that paint splatter because it's also is about perspective you know really this is going to be you know if, if uh, maybe a presentation five minutes of your life maybe speaking to a woman maybe 20 seconds but to send that message to yourself that you can handle something and you can do it is extremely positive, completely regardless of whatever outcome comes out of it. It's about knowing in yourself that you're capable. Um, and that's quite a wonderful thing to kind of internalise. And also I think like, you know, I've just had a really ropey set of life circumstances. And when really big stuff happens, when you're like life and death kind of stuff, you're like, okay why did I worry about that it's literally like you know that's like not a plaint flick that's like somebody getting a tub of paint and just throwing (laughs) it you know on the canvas and when you have one of those moments in fact in a way they're sort of helpful because then you know if you put this into perspective you know no one's ill no one's sick no one's suffering no one's it's like you have fear around something that's very intimate and very important to you but you know, it's not anything that's beyond your control and it's not anything that you can't have access to. I really don't care um, how tall, short, fat, thin, bald, hairy, um, whatever you are, young or old, that, you know, I've seen it all and there's ways you're going to be able to do this. Um, So the other thing I I kind of really want to ask you about, Anik, was kind of the first bit about what you say because I have a lot of... um, Because obviously when you walk on... The stage and a lot weirdly when I t- teach people about how to meet women I use lots of public speaking techniques because I think mm. they're quite parallel a lot of the time um, and one of the first principles I teach is that the first thing you need before you lots of men you worry about what's the right thing to say we're going to scrap that as a person with a very deep voice I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
for a second. And the first thing to focus on is capturing her attention effectively. Because if you do not have a full attention, if she's not still, sat or stood still, or looking at you with eye contact, you can say the most glorious thing you like and it won't make any difference. Um, So what I want to think about is when it comes to setting the stage and getting that attention, you know, are there any techniques or small things that you know that people can do in a public speaking or presentation arena, which means that basically because they did the first bit so well, then the rest of the content of their speech is listened to Mm. more. I think my favorite thing is questions. Like it's maybe, I don't know, when you, when you, when you chat someone up, let's just like, you know, because you're talking now about one-to-one communication, when Uh you speak to someone, like my favorite thing is I never think of, oh, what should I say? I Mm. just look at them and say, what do I want to know about this person? And you know, they're just, they're wearing like nice shoes or, you know, you could just say, oh my God, where are your shoes from? I'm looking for a Christmas present for my sister, you know, and that'd be perfect. And, you know, it's you don't make it about her. It's not cheesy. It's not slimy. And it just makes them feel good, you mm. know. And I think there are loads of subtle differences. For example, if I would now say to you, um, I love your shirt because mm-hmm. Hayley's wearing this beautiful tight black shirt <laughs> and really short skirt. Typical Quinn uniform. You know? <laughs> um, but I find, you know, there's a difference between saying I like your shirt or you look amazing in that shirt, you mm. know, because the I is always self-centered and I always say like as much as you can use the word you because then you make it about them mm-hmm. and it's ever so powerful in public speaking and you know in in a, in and a in personal setting yeah I would say um the weirdly like it's like a little kind of a subtle difference I think that sometimes when you're when you're speaking there's that you has more impact mm-hmm. on a person right it's 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 also kind of a riskier in a sense because you're centering your focus on them people who are more self-confident will tend to react better people that are not not self-confident not so much so i actually like to tell people like a nice phrase say is just say i like and actually own your personal opinion because it's so much the other person then doesn't feel judged they don't feel there's too much pressure or too much focus on them and so it allows them to relax more into that mm. um i like using an observation now i think there are always smart ways like i saw it was talk spoke to this uh, person on the train yesterday because I overheard their conversation. I just went right out there and said that. And I think actually saying something that's quite authentic that you're actually thinking and feeling, you know, if that's what you're thinking and feeling like, oh, I overheard them say something and that was interesting. Don't then try and elaborately dress that up as something else because you make all these judgments that that is, uh, you know, intrusive or creepy or inappropriate. You know, if that's the truth and you say it as the truth, the person will read what you're saying as sincere and they'll probably react really well. And just going back to the attention thing, um, what I like to talk about a lot is also that, um, like, you know, if you're thinking about why is it so important to have her focus when you start speaking to her, it's just like, if I walked onto a stage to do a talk um, and the audience were, like, fidgeting or someone's on their mobile phone or talking amongst themselves or eating, I just, I wouldn't start speaking and I think it's like the, uh, or I would say something like, hey, or hey, and then I'd wait till, or oi, hmm. no more speaking in the crowd, I'm starting. I would say something quite authoritative or quite to snap people's attention, because I think it's like, if I always give this example as well. You remember like the teachers you had at school, um, a really bad teacher, like a supply teacher who's just come in to cover one lesson. They would usually just get up there and they'd write the lesson on the chalkboard or on the whiteboard. They'd be really lazy and wouldn't really care if anybody was absorbing it. 
some of the really badass teachers, and I remember when I had one like this at my school, they'd walk into the classroom, the class is being disruptive, they're throwing paper airplanes around, and um, all they would do is they'd go sit at the front of the classroom and they'd probably take out a paper or a book, and they'd just sit there at the stall in the front of the classroom reading. And after a few minutes, the whole cl- everyone would be aware, like, uh-oh, oh shit, the teacher is in the room, the teacher is in the room, we're going to get in loads of trouble, and like, it was that calm authority and an expectation that people pay attention to them mm. that eventually meant people went okay we're going to start up now and then uh, you'd probably get a bit of a wrist slap for talking when there were teachers in the room but then you know what you'd listen to the lesson like you'd be like right I've got to listen now because I'm on the borderline of serious trouble mm. but uh, then you have to fear that from within you know mm. and I think you know when you when you start this is what I think you do this as well. It's like, you know, if, if you're worried or if you have social anxiety, you have to do it over and over mm. again. You have to say to yourself, okay, now I'm going to feel like an idiot for 20 times right. chatting up a girl, you know, and just be okay with it. Maybe start with girls where you think, ah, oh, she's actually not my type. Or, you yeah, know? or even other people socially, you know, if you just, yeah. you know, Cats, just talking dogs, to more birds, people. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you just got to. I don't know how often I felt, I don't know how it was when you started with uh. speaking. Like, I always felt like an idiot every time. It's like, oh God, I can't believe I said this, you know, but after a while you get over it, you know. Right, and, and actually it's okay to be an idiot, right? Like, we yeah. don't have to be perfect. But it takes time and yeah. I feel most people, and this is why I'm always hammering this home, like, uh-huh. give up too early. They do, like, they yes, do, they do. I worked with a dating coach for six weeks, but it wasn't for me. It didn't work. Of course it doesn't work. For six weeks, like something you kind of like was worried about years. 16 years yeah years oh yes you know and also I get people like I've had that where people like I've had a session with you why haven't I got loads of women yet I was like well what have you done in your personal time like have you have you implemented anything oh, that I said it's to you? work I know it is work yeah. everything all the good stuff in life is work uh not bad work good work but you have to put raw hours in for yeah. for mastery and that yeah. can only come from yourself and you know what that's not bad news that's good news because those paint splatters that ability to learn how to fuck up and be okay with it that ability to play and actually challenge who you are is a wonderful awesome process that only gets better and better and better and better so it's like cultivate the immediate um, energy to do it don't overthink stuff don't become a complete theory junkie you know I would argue that the right state of mind is far more important than yeah. you know all the technical detail 100%. you probably you probably get that right with people that you you work with with pony express yeah. you know and i get that a lot with my uh, my clients in my Haley quinn club you know some some people ask me for like the the minute detail mm. from and i'm just like just go out and try because then you overthink it right. and then you're attempting to be someone else or using a technique and then you're not yourself anymore and i i always say to people i don't know what what question is when people start dating you know like when it comes to stage work, people are always like, what should I do with my hands? But as soon as you ask yourself that question, yeah. you're not in the moment. Right. And you're worrying, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I think part of it, another little technique there is to kind of recognise when you're becoming like, it was the best phrase I ever heard was an armchair pickup artist, which basically means that you are theoretically know how to do everything, mm. practically imply nothing, <laughs> you know, like... It's true that like uh, an ounce of uh, action and practice is worth a ton of theory because what it teaches yourself is like the mechanism of the process of actually doing stuff. So if you know that you're getting a little bit technical and a bit conscious about everything, get back into your body, you know, anything that you can do. That's why like 
I've done weird things before. I pretended to be the weirdest one quite recently when I was filming a documentary about this in Vancouver was I literally not not kidding anything. I pretended to be a shark. Right. So the guy, he was like very like, oh, we're at um, an an evening fun fair, nighttime fun fair. And I really wanted to approach the women. He wasn't going to do it. So I pretended to be a shark and I like snapped my hands together like Jaws <laughs> and I chased him around but like it was just silly yeah and playing and with work, yeah, yeah and it got him out of this but I knew it was going to get him out of that frame of mind mm-hmm. so being able to play and be silly and kind of engage that different side of yourself and also just let go of some things is it's probably the most valuable thing you can do in terms of getting into that initial headspace where you feel okay to then you know whether whatever it is whether it's going on stage or going up to meet somebody else or you know for some people it will just be maybe going to just a social gathering you know for lots of people that is pretty terrifying in itself um so I think what we can take from this is you know remember state of mind is important ground yourself keep things in perspective get things into your physical body so you feel more comfortable don't expect perfection and don't give up too early um, I would also greatly recommend that you te- check out more of Anique's stuff because Pony Express, I've done lots of talks with them in the past and I just love the vibe, <laughs> basically, of what they do. Public speaking and the communication skills you teach are so translatable to other areas of life. I like the fact that you bring fun and you bring play to people as well. You're not like, you know, this is how you do it and you must do it like this. And, or if is you that don't, the German accent this is wrong. Attempting? No, 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 no. This is... <laughs> No, I can't do any accents, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like so many groups teach in that really like way that just makes you feel crap, basically. And you teach in a way that makes people feel light and happy and sociable. And I think whatever, that will mean the content goes in. I know that that will mean the content goes in like a million times better. So Mm. I'm super supportive of it. Um, if you guys are interested to hear more about Pony Express, how will they, how could they find out about what you do? Just go on the website, ponyexpressclub.com. And what I always say, my phone number's on the website. Um, that makes me get some spam calls as well. But you know, every, <laughs> every call is a communication and a conversation you can learn from. Uh, give me a call. You know, it's, it's, there's so many different things people worry about. And what I sometimes say, there, there are a few people who's like, oh, I wanted to call you, but I wasn't sure like to take up too much of your time. Just do it. Because I'm not saying, you know, they have to work with us, but there's so many things I know and that can, you know, put your way. And at the end of the day, I always say action combats fear. Right. And Great do phrase. something. You know, so yeah, get out, like get a pony, get a dog, whatever it is you want to do, but do something, you know, it's just, it's true. Don't bullshit yourself by saying, oh, I can't call her because she's going to, I'm interrupting. That is the biggest, most commonest excuse ever. Stop now. Stop. Instead. I love that. Action. Combat. Conquers. Combat. It does it. It kicks it in the nuts basically fear and we like that so and you know what the new it might feel unnatural for you to do it at the beginning but you just keep taking these little steps to you know keep managing the fear and honestly your life is going to just get better and better and better um if of course if you want to hear any more about what i do or you want to get more of the technical stuff on how to say hello not that technical though don't be practice um you want to go to hayleyquinn.com forward slash club and you can get a free 30-day trial of my membership sites there which is pretty cool um if you really want to you can maybe if you lock yourself in a room you could probably watch all the videos i have on there in a month just about um uh and also if you're interested or you have any commentary on, on what we've been talking about today 
Uh, or if you want to just, if you want to leave us any remarks, please, please, please comment and subscribe to my Attraction HQ podcast. I'll be back again next week with another incredible guest talking about something super awesome and exciting and fear nut punching. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Bye. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, please head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash club where I have a free 30-day membership available for you to my exclusive subscribers club. You can also catch up with me on YouTube at HayleyQuinnXX, on Instagram as HayleyQuinnX, and on Twitter as plain old Hayley Quinn. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. Please engage with me. Please reach out. And thank you again for your support.